big Facebook man Posting lies about my life which no one else can Filters on my face disguise my age So money that I don't have as good as on my page Why don't you come and join my team It's called living the fake Facebook live dream They post a pic of me eating clean But it's pizza and burgers for dinner, you know what I mean A snapshot of vacations that I got no money to take Since you were in my sports car, you know that it's a fake And my love loaded up with things that aren't even true Pretending on Facebook is my thing, it's my thing too friends which I've never done met a pick of my lunch is what you're gonna get I heard a post of your baby say it's one darn cute kid but I lie cuz it's ugly that's called an online fib I talk about success in my job and the pending promotion but in reality it's a psych cuz I got a demotion selfies on the daily that ain't breaking no laws so don't judge the life of the fake facebook man pretending to be happy like no one else can that's right pal you messed up there's no fixing it this time Clock, what's wrong now i'm watching schools out and i can't believe what joey and tessa did to caitlin i just i can't can you not give this a rest? You've been going on about this since 1992 already. I can't get past it. All right, our kinsmen, our... our, our our technical thing was going all wacky tonight. <laughs> it, it was going all weird, and uh, we're we're on the wrong side. There yeah, that's right. It was, um, yeah, it was pretty funny because the the video uh, went into the e e outro, and I'm like, it, it, maybe Kinsman's running all the technical stuff on the show tonight. No, I don't know what uh, I don't know what I hit. <laughs> Anyhow, we're we're, we're here. Right yes, we are, pal. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, pretty, pretty exciting, really exciting day uh, today. So if you ever watched 
um, the Degrassi series, and I'm talking about the original Degrassi series. You know, with we're going snake and wheels and uh, all, yes, all the originals, my friend. Yeah. Uh, and it, and two names always run very important from that series, and that is Caitlin and Joey, right? And I don't know if you followed that series, but they started. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it started years like Degrassi has been around for almost 40 years now. And of course you had the new generation and then you had the next class, but uh, you know, Stacy who played Caitlin Ryan is going to be joining us next Thursday and she's going to talk all Degrassi and uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. And they're doing uh, you know, they're still very much involved. They have a page called Degrassi tour and they're going to be doing a live auction on the Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, on the cool. Friday. So. so she's going to be on the show Thursday, maybe teeing, maybe bringing some yep. of the items that will be on that auction. And again, uh, you can uh, win some, you know, nostalgia from uh, way back. And again, uh, yeah, Degrassi Junior High. Caitlin, uh, you're a big fan, and uh, she's yeah. going to be on the show. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome, pal. So that's uh, there we go, Kinsman. All the buttons are flying everywhere tonight on the show, but uh, we have a pretty awesome guest uh, tonight. But before we get there, you're not giving away one prize or two. You're actually giving away three prizes. We have three three prizes to give away from our amazing uh, sponsors. Uh, three uh, generous uh, donations tonight. Uh, the Timmins Rock. Uh, we've got uh, Ted Gooch, the president of the Junior A Hockey Club here in the city, providing two tickets to next Friday's home opener. So if you want to win tickets uh, to tonight's show, just comment and say, I want to win, uh, you know, uh, some tickets. Or you just want to win in general because uh, you can win the tickets for The Rock, which is prize number one. Two tickets to Imagine Cinema 6 tonight. So someone's going to be going to the movies at the end of tonight's show. And we also have $30 in Farm to Fork Bucks. The Mount Joy Farmer's Market. You can go and uh, get your uh, local produce and uh, maybe a, a salmon pie. Maybe put it towards one of those uh, signs by Jared, who's uh, who's been down there uh, the last three Saturdays. Or maybe you can buy a, a case of uh, Trezor Kombucha. We, uh, we picked yeah. up ours from uh, the Urban Farm today. Jessica always down at the Farmer's Market. And uh, yeah, that uh, 30 bucks will go uh, you know in, in someone's pocket. And again, we're going to have three draws at the end of tonight's show. And then all you have to do is say, you know, hello, comment, maybe tell us where you're watching from. And uh, as long as you engage uh, in tonight's uh, program, you, you have a chance to win tonight. Yes. And we have a shiny new tool that we tested out last year yes. to, to draw the names. So, yeah, it's, it's, really? it's pretty darn cool. Yeah, that's right. So all you really need to do is comment and then it's going to randomly draw three names. Kinsman, you weren't cheap tonight. You were getting cheap for a while because we had no prizes and I got worried. And now you're coming out with three. You might be overdoing it, but am I overdoing it? That's the, that's the Kins and Klopp live trifecta. Well, I, I knew our, our special guest, uh, Amanda coming in from Thunder Bay tonight. Uh, I, I just had to roll out a, a bit of the red carpet, uh, you know, yes, as yes. we, uh, to, as we, uh, get introduced to, uh, team green, the green party. Yes. And the upcoming uh, election in just a few minutes, we'll, uh, we'll give you uh, some incentive to uh, tune in and hear what uh, Amanda has to say and just to walk away a winner after tonight's show tonight. And I was telling uh, Amanda, j just for bringing her on, uh, we're very excited, you know, uh, to have her on because there is no candidate 
for the Timmins James Bay uh, part, uh, green. There's no Green Party of Canada uh, uh, candidate. So it's wow. really cool to hear their position because we had a conversation with the candidates in our area. But of course, Green Party wasn't represented. So we're super excited to have her on the show. That's right. And uh, hear the hear the party's position. And uh, she, she's at a pretty fun race there in, in Thunder Bay. So I, I think we bring her on. Are you ready or what? Let's uh, bring Amanda on. She's waiting back in our lobby. Yeah. You're Let's not going to hit any buttons on me now. No, no, you you can do this. Don't make me look bad in front of like Manus lives in Thunder Bay. That that's my neck of the woods. Okay, don't make right. me look bad in front of my Thunder, right. Thunder no, Bay. No, no, no embarrassment uh, <laughs> to the the fellow 807 area code. <laughs> All right, yeah, so where is she? You bring her in. Hello. Hi. It's nice to see you both. Yes. Hi, Amanda. Nice to see you too. Yeah, uh, nice to see you as well. What's the, uh, what's the weather like in Thunder Bay? The weather is absolutely fantastic. We just had a little bit of rain. It was a really light sprinkle and we've needed it. The uh, grass is actually the same color as my cat right now. And uh, oh. it's looking pretty sad. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's right. That When I was in Thunder Bay about a month ago, it was the smoke. I tried to get a picture of the sleeping giant for, you know, folks from here who haven't seen it. And every day, you could, they're like, ah, there's no sleeping giant. I'm like, I can't see it, the smoke. <laughs> well, the good news is anybody that can actually see uh, on my Facebook page, the uh, the banner, it is the sleeping giant right now. So we have that up there for you, your viewers if they'd like. Like the sunniest place in all of Canada. And, of course, when Klomp went, uh, the, the smokiest, couldn't see anything. But uh, he, he did see it on uh, on his final day, which, well, which was kind of nice. He kept promising it to us. But that, uh, yes. The, the, the clouds parted, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Right. That's Moses? What did he? He parted the sea or something. Was that Moses? I I, yeah. I feel Moses like part of the Red Sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, well, well, welcome to the show. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, so, so tell us a little bit because, you know, we I'll mention it again. We didn't have an opportunity to speak to a representative from the Green Party of Canada. Tell us what the what the Green Party of Canada stands for. Oh, there's a lot of things that the Green Party stands for. Um, the most important thing, though, is honest ethical government. And we've all seen a lot of issues over the last few years. And like we could point at any one particular party, but I think we'd all be a little bit silly to do that. Um, within every single party, there's issues. The biggest difference with the Green Party is we air our yeah. issues in the open and we have open, honest discussions about it. Mm -hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, Mark. It, it, it doesn't sound like our working relationship, Mark. We hold no. everything in and don't. On, honest, honest discussion, we we would yeah. not make a, a good member of uh, the Green Party. That's how that, that, that's. Well, that's why they, they leave those positions for the likes of uh, the Amandas out there on uh, the planet, uh, trying to, you know, get their voices heard. Uh, you know, maybe a good question, Amanda, you know, with all the, you know, I guess the, the normal winners and, you know, the usual winners that usually win these elections, uh, you know, is it tough putting your, your hat into the ring to, uh, you know, to, to try to get your voice heard being a part of the Green Party? It is absolutely brutal some days and other days it's really easy because as much as it, as the Green Party, people have certain misconceptions 100%, but um, there's a lot of people that are very friendly and they actually like to hear what everybody has to say. So as long as you approach them as a person, they usually respond the same way. And uh, that's one of the nice things about the Green Party is that's really what we're here for. We get along with everybody. Yeah, no, 
that that's excellent. And, and and you're running, you know, in the federal election, which is coming up now in 11 days. But this isn't uh, you've been involved with the Green Party for some time, correct? Absolutely. I got involved in, in uh, 2015 when we uh, experienced what's been known as the uh, red wave. That's when Justin Trudeau actually took power and he unseated Stephen Harper. So at that point there, everybody was screaming anybody but Harper. And then we ended up with Justin. Right. And now I don't know. They're screaming something like that for Trudeau here. I, I'm not too sure what's happening. I'm not sure what they're screaming or throwing or what's actually going on down there. But it's honestly the division that I'm seeing right now. I've never seen it in politics before. And it's that's one of the nice things about being the Green Party is we're just not into that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, 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 the division the, is a, yeah. is crazy right now. You know, obviously, you know, vaxxed, unvaxxed, that uh, that has to be a, a popular question, uh, you know, when you're out there in your own riding. Um, you know, what's your, what, what's your take on the whole uh, vaccination pass? Is, is there a, a different way to tackle it? Uh, there, there's got to be a way where there's not that division where, you know, you, you can't be, you know, as people are saying, you're, you're feeling discriminated from, you know, if, if you're not vaxxed, you know, it could be a medical reason, you've got proof, you just don't want to take it. You know, again, there's no, you know, right or wrong. You take a vaccination, don't have the vaccination, you know, uh, you know, more power to you. But uh, what's your stance on that? I'd like to play a really fun game before I get into that. Are you two vaccinated? We are. Yes. Yes, okay. we are. I'm not. Um, I'm a disabled military veteran with sciatica and I have an absolute fear. Um, I've gone through years where walking is a very difficult thing because of sciatica. So if I take the wrong medication or the wrong vaccine, I might not be able to walk. And I don't know that that's really something that I should, with a vaccine that's not really got a lot of long-term data, have to face at this point, but I do. So when you're looking at other things, like even, even the Amber Alert system, right? that there. I don't know how many times I've been woke up at two, three in the morning for issues that are happening around Barrier Toronto. And I'm all for the Amber Alert system 100%. I think it's a very good system, but they can't even iron out the issues of there. there is no need for me who has serious sleep deprivation as a disabled military veteran with PTSD to have my phone screaming at me at two o'clock in the morning when my ringer's off. Mm-hmm. So like they can't get the simple things right. I, I do have serious hesitations with the, the vaccine passport and really and truly, if this government was ready for that, this would be a federal initiative. And you can see that with how, how forcefully they pushed the carbon tax. Speaking of taxes, you know, I was watching um, the, um, the debate, I think it was uh, last night or, or the night before. And of course, taxes always come up every single election and everyone seems to have a simple answer how to fix it. And it's always tax the rich more, right? Tax the rich, tax the 1%. But does taxing the 1% more going to fix the problem that we're in? To me, the answer is no, but I'm not a political or financial expert. No, it's not. It'll help in some respects. But what we really need is we need people to be smart about the money that they're spending, right? So like I sat down and, and spoke with the Liberal yesterday and we were talking about the finer points of spending and they were like, well, the Liberal Party has spent billions of dollars on this. We put it towards mental health in these ways. Oh yeah, we fixed the roads. And then when we're talking about the mental health piece, really what was happening was they were setting up um, websites and, and phone lines. Those things are really cheap. 
you put in enough of them, it looks like you spent a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when you're sitting on hold, that's not mental health. Or when you're looking at points on anybody can look at points on the internet 100%. That's not helping with your mental health. Like we need to put serious um, investment into things that we need. Things like doctors, real doctors that are actually accessible to everybody. So you have to stop making medical school so inaccessible for the smart kids that maybe don't have the money to go. That's actually a really good point because education, yeah. as we know, like uh, my son's in a second year college, my my daughter completed the nursing program and they're astronomical, the costs, and even doubled from when I went and mm -hmm. probably double from when my folks went. It'll be probably be double for their kids. It's becoming like an extreme uh, wealthy privilege to go to school. And we're blessed with many things in Canada. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, we are. We recognize every day, you know, the, the the freedoms and the liberties that we have here. But you're right. The education system to be accessible to a greater percentage of the population is a really good position. And is that something the, the Green Party stands by? 100 percent. We're all for free tuition. The other thing that we're for is increasing broadband access, because as we've seen with COVID, that's the way school's going now. So if you can't access it through, if your first um, hurdle is funding and you can actually get past that, you might actually end up in a position where you can't even attend classes because your your internet won't support it. So then they've made it accessible, but no, they haven't. And then that's that double speak that we keep seeing over and over and over of, we fix that problem. It's like, no, you fix that problem over there. We're still working on this one here. How do we How do we actually make this work for real people? and have less lip service to the issues that we've been dealing with for as long as I've been around. You're right. The broadband issue is definitely, it really stuck up during online schooling uh, last year for the school term, because, you know, we just take it for, for granted, you know, you know, we, we both have decent internet in our homes. Of course we do an online show. So our, our children have access to it, but what if you don't, what if you can't afford a good internet package or afford internet at all, then where those kids missed out last year. I know there was hard copies, but were they, were they accessible? Well, and it seems like internet, like in uh, South Porcupine. It wasn't great when I was there last. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God they fixed that or I would have been moving, moving right out of here. If I don't have good internet, then I'm not living in that community. So that's, right. that's been addressed, Amanda. Rest assured. <laughs> I will sleep easier tonight. Thank you. <laughs> are, are there any... Uh, specific issues that you strongly believe in or push forward that that are your region specific well i could go over region specific issues over bombardier and things like that and i'm pretty sure that they're kind of they're really nitpicky but one of the things that i am very 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 focused on is veterans issues i'm a veteran and one of the things that we were promised was uh the government was going to stop fighting veterans in courts for benefits that we're entitled to. And that just simply hasn't happened. Um, veterans are fighting more and more and harder and harder. And you get caught in these government feedback loops. But then when you start to understand that particular issue, you can see the other issues with legislation. And that's really where the, the linchpin is, right? So like right now, we're having a major issue in Afghanistan. I don't know if you guys have followed that at all. Mm -hmm. um, Many of my friends are vets. I never served in Afghanistan, but uh, probably about two months ago, I started watching a lot of my friends just absolutely going off the wall. And I'm like, so what's going on, guys? How can I help? 
right? And they were like, okay, so we need somebody to, to do some data entry and we need you to do it with this group. It's called the uh, Afghan Canadian Interpreters. So I started um, volunteering for them. And then you see this very large announcement from Trudeau where we're gonna have 20,000 Afghans that are, are going to be able to resettle into Canada, right? So this is just a prime example of what the problems with the government are. They don't have enough people with uh, IRCC, Immigration, Refugee and Citizenship Canada to actually process these applications. So these people can't move anywhere. They can't get the paperwork just to get off the ground. And these are the people that actually supported the troops on the ground. These are the reasons that in a lot of cases, the troops were surviving. Mm -hmm. So how are we leaving them behind to, to actually face certain death in Afghanistan? But that's okay because the government promised that they're going to save 20 of them. They just can't get them out. That's all. What happens when, you know, you like, first of all, thank you very much for your service. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the second point, so you come back from, you know, pro providing the service to your country and, uh, you know, and no, like, I guess if you haven't been in, to these places where it's completely, it's complete civil war and they're trying to, to bring peace to these countries, you don't really know the devastating things you see or you have to do when you serve but you made a great point what do we do for our military men and women when they come back and and they do face challenges or they're looking for employment or they they need the consistent income so you mentioned like we're not doing enough at, at this point in time no, and like I had a friend of mine that had to find Veterans Affairs just to get tuition paid that they promised him for courses that he's been told he has to take in order to maintain his spot in the program that he's in. Mm -hmm. So like I'm on the uh, vocational rehabilitation program. So this is a it's, a, it's a wonderful program. And I think the government was very generous with this program. And what it's geared to is for after your service to help you transition from military life to civilian life, mm -hmm. right? There are so many hurdles in this program and it comes down to the legislation. It's absolutely insane. So um, with one part of the program, you're allowed to make up to $20,000 without that actually affecting your benefit. And then the expectation is, is as soon as you're done, whatever project or whatever you're working on, you apply to EI. So this is actually built into the program and Veterans Affairs will tell you, don't tell EI that you're, you're receiving this Veterans Affairs benefit because they'll screw it up and say, like, okay, I'm gonna do what the queen tells me to do because I'm a veteran and that's my job, right? And then EI will rake you over the coals. You'll end up having to be in a repayment situation even though your Veterans Affairs benefit is actually protected by the constitution. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. So then you're stuck in this perpetual fight with the courts and that's exactly what Trudeau said was not going to happen. But this is not unique or special to Veterans Affairs or EI. Mm -hmm. This is the same issue that Indigenous people face when they're dealing with things like the Indian Act and things like the envir environmental laws, right? So you have to fight the legislation, but you have to do it in a position where you probably don't know what all the legislation is and you can't afford representation. Why? Oh, sorry, Mark. I, I got a lot of burning questions but you know w one that i ask any political candidate that comes on the show is and maybe it's not a simple answer but to me it should be why in 2021 do we have uh, indigenous communities without clean drinking water well, that's it wow exactly <laughs> right? 
And like in Bay right now, we're having a real issue with lead in our drinking water in this city, 100%, which is really minor, but you have a lot of infrastructure problems. You have a lot of science problems. You have a lot of funding problems. Like this is just issue after issue. And like Serpent River First Nation was one of my favorite places. I, I have a very dear, sweet friend there, but actually watching what they went through with the water was crazy. When you actually look at the water, it's full of humic acid, 100%, right? So from a scientific perspective, what that means is they have a whole high concentration of leaves that are just decaying in the water. So they don't have the facility there that'll actually take that out of the water. Mm. So you end up with things like trihalomethanes and those are bad. So their big uh, um, solution to that problem is to drop off bottled water to the people in the area. So how do you shower with a bottle of water? Do you hold it over your head like this and sprinkle yourself? Well, that's right. <laughs> you know, deplorable conditions. When we had uh, our candidates uh, discussion last week on the show, uh, you know, our, our member of uh, the NDP, Charlie Angus, was stating that, you know, some of these uh, places have, you know, water facilities, but, you know, contractors have, you know, I guess started to do the work and they've you know, left it and some of these yep. buildings are there, but there's no piping to, you know, to hook up, you know, building A to building B, which, you know, houses the water. Yeah. That, that, that's that that's the issue. And, you know, um, you know, you know, people stating why, why, why an election in the middle of, you know, a COVID year, you know, you, you, I think the dollar sign, don't uh, quote me on it, $670 million for this election. Where you, you think, where does that money come from? Why, why, why can't they put money like that towards, you know, the indigenous communities and, you know, to, to hook up these water facilities? You know, if it's, if it's that easy for an election, why can't it be that easy to pipe clean water into these, uh, these communities? Well, okay, before I even touch that issue, um, when you're a candidate, one of the first things that you actually legally have to do is you have to secure signatures from 60, or sorry, 50 people in your riding that are valid in order to just get your nom nomination to stand. Okay, so I'm running against the Minister of Health. Mm -hmm. So before you can even start, you have to go and say, hey, you over there that you don't know me, I'm gonna knock on your door, get right in your personal space in the middle of the fourth wave. Can you please sign my form right here? Right. Like how absurd it's is It's ridiculous. 100 it was the most unethical thing i've ever had to do so i actually went down to the ppc rally here in thunder bay and they looked at me like why are you guys here and i said because i'm not going door to door i refuse to go door to door i think it's the most unethical thing i i've ever ever done and i understand that most of you guys are probably unvaccinated right and they were like yeah we are and i was like okay so I understand that you guys are willing to take a different kind of risk and you're actually outside. So since we're standing in this park right now, can I get every one of you to sign my form? And they did. Every single one of them did. Oh. So I understand there's a lot of different opinions with the PPC, 100%. I get it. Yeah. And, and Amanda, Amanda brought up a great point. You know, it is, it's different times, obviously, and there wasn't a lot of time to campaign for this election. It's a, a snap election, I, I believe is the term. And you're right, it's different because it is uncomfortable right now going 
door to door. And there hasn't been a lot of, you know, face to face debates, if any, there might've been something happening in Thunder Bay. Um, but it's, it, it's, yeah, right. So, so it's, it's outside of the norm. So you, yourself being involved in, in, in a couple different elections, have you, have there been a lot of differences this time around? Um, this is actually one that makes me feel really dismayed. Um, in the last election, we had extremely vo uh, low voter turnout. So the incumbent actually won with, I think it was 27% of the available vote. Mm -hmm. So less than one third of the people that could vote for her did. And so that leaves about 60% of your voters that aren't terribly happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in this particular election, my first question is, um, are you engaged in this at all? To which most people will say, nope, I don't even care. Right. And you can't blame them. You really can't blame them. And especially over the last uh, 18 months of this entire pandemic, like we've had so much information thrown at us every single day. And you're in your house with this whole thing being bombarded. Mm -hmm. So I can't really blame anybody for really not wanting to make the decision of who to vote for next. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it probably is information overload. And every, every election, you hear the same statements, right? Just get out and vote. Exercise your right to vote. And maybe there's a bump in some elections, but it's still there's still a, like a decent majority of the population that you're right is not engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe like it's information overload or they don't they don't know who to choose. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't care to choose. But you're right, the, what you're saying, like 60% of the people not voicing their opinion is 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 something to be concerned about. Because in theory, people should, because they're making decisions that could affect their lives. But this has been an ongoing problem from, you know, election. I, I, I assume for as many years as elections have been going on. Oh, absolutely. And like this one here, you have the extra added layer of people do not want to be in places they do not actually have to be because they're afraid of COVID and they should be vaccinated or not. You actually still have a risk. And that's just the reality of it. And you can see that because they're actually uh, reporting the the rates of people that are showing up at the hospitals vaccinated and unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. So for my 40th birthday, I had the unfortunate... Um, pleasure of nursing somebody with COVID back to health. So I've actually seen what that disease can do to somebody and I hope to never ever see it again. It's absolutely wretched and people suffer. They suffer in some very substantial ways. Mm -hmm. When they say someone recovers, you know, when you, you see someone on, you know, Facebook, you know, stating, uh, you know, this person recovered, it's got a 99% recovery rate. Uh, people who do recover, they're, they've got long uh, detrimental effects uh, even after the fact. I, 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 I know uh, people personally who uh, have been still battling, you know, the effects of, you know, using heavy puffers now for two months after the fact of being recovered. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I know the friend of mine that ended up with the COVID, uh, he was probably two months recovering and because of the lack of testing when he got it, it wasn't immediately understood that that's what he had. Um, but in the middle of a pandemic, you don't get a double viral pneumonia in both lungs that just about kills you. It just doesn't happen. Right. So there's been a real issue with testing right across the board. And this has actually kept us from our families 100 percent. And I understand the vaccine is a wonderful thing. It's a great tool to combat this this virus. Absolutely. I am all for vaccines. 
we still need testing to understand what the actual spread in our communities is so that we know what's really going on. We've had so much misinformation from so many sources, like even the government didn't know what it was because it was so new. So you can't expect anybody to just magically know what's going on. And then they ended up doing things like telling us not to wear masks. So like, I can even tell you my friend that ended up with the COVID, we went together um, in January of 2020 to just go get masks from uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. I'm asthmatic. And uh, we were actually uh, doing some sanding and things like that. So I really did actually need uh, a face mask and we were shamed, right? So, but that's the way it is. There's so much misinformation that it's okay to shame people now if they have an opinion that's not the same as yours. And that's never been what Canada was. We've always worked together and, and worked through things, but when we're being told to shame people, things aren't right anymore. That's right. You're making some some very valid positions. So, no, you know, if me, you know, if me and you, Amanda, were to go to Tim Hortons and just have a conversation, you know, I would say something like, why should I place my vote uh, for the Green Party? What would you tell me in a couple of minutes? In a couple minutes, we don't whip votes and we actually base our decisions in real science. And like, I'm an environmental scientist. So are most of the people that I know within the Green Party and the rest of them are lawyers, right? Mm -hmm. The really fun ones are the environmental scientists that are our lawyers. So it's like, they actually get what's going on. And a lot of it comes down to getting the full picture before you actually make any assumptions. It sounds very easy to follow there, Mark. And, uh, you know, we really Good wish night. we had a Green Party representative in the Timmins-James Bay area because then, once again, to me, it, well, people who are very engaged in the vote can educate themselves and choose what position is best fit for them. But when you're missing a party member, it sometimes makes it a little challenging. But it, 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 how, like, a, a personal question I, I have here is, how difficult is it, you know, personally to put yourself forward in an election? Because, you know, when it comes to politics, everyone has an opinion and sometimes they aren't complimentary. So I guess you have to expect that. You have to have some sort of, I guess, self-confidence and awareness that's going to happen. It, it takes some courage, I would assume. It takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're running one of the not so mainstream parties, um, because I actually came across a situation where I was in a public forum where one of the two major party members laughed at me, right? To which I actually leaned over my desk. I looked at them and I shamed them right back. It's like, at least I have an answer here. I don't laugh at people who come up with solutions to problems. unlike you, right? And I can guarantee you that politician who's actually quite well known was not expecting that kind of response from little old me. Mm -hmm. But that's what more Canadians need to do, right? Because as, as they're laughing at you, making fun of you or whatever it is, you need to be able to stand on your own two feet and say, yeah, well, I disagree. And that's okay too. So I've had a lot of practice at that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I always find right. it. It, it's almost like Mark, you know, if you, my son works at Tim Hortons and we talk about exercising some patience when it comes to dealing with the public, but also there's time to stand your position if someone's being blatantly ignorant. And well, that's right. You know, that's obviously a lesson, you know, something that you got to have that skill set too in politics because you're in front of the public. Yeah. You, you need obviously a big backbone. And again, 
Uh, you know, a, per, a perfect example is you, you, you can't, you know, people say, you know, why would you run for the, you know, the Green Party? You know what? Uh, they're, they're, you shouldn't knock anybody unless you're in your shoes. You know, for instance, uh, Amanda's shoes, who's uh, joining us from Thunder Bay tonight. Uh, you know, I have respect for anybody who is in politics and is, you know, willing to uh, put up a fight. And again, Amanda, it, it takes a certain person to uh, to do, you know, the, the politician uh, and put the politician cap on. And, you know, it, it, it's got to be a tough gig, but uh, you, you seem to be holding yourself pretty well. I mean, I do what I can. We, 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 we do have a, a question from uh, Chris Gotta, and I think he, he gave a shout out from Thunder Bay. So if that was true, what's up, Thunder Bay? There you uh, go. Another, another 807 represent. Yes, I, nice. I love him. I love him. I love him all, Kinsman. Uh, but he's asking about the tradespeople. And I remember, you know, when I went to university late 90s, you know, my folks were, you, you have to go to university to, to find any type of uh, decent. Uh, employment career after and uh you did they were sort of shying away from college but a lot of my friends went into the trades they enjoy their work uh they're making very sustainable income they get to do all these work on all these exciting projects and it's awesome so uh, i guess the, the long-winded question amanda are what can the government do for the trades people is is there a gap there is there a concern coming from uh that side I think there is a very large concern and a very large gap. And uh, one of the things that's not going on is they're not being supported in any way. So there's this expectation that you figure it out how, how to actually get the training. So unless you get the training, you can't get the job. And if you can't get the job, then where are you? You know, so one of the things that the Green Party is very, very focused on is free tuition. And the other thing is universal basic income. So in, in a position like with me, I went back to school. I was actually fortunate enough to do that while I was on the vocational rehabilitation program. That's not available to everybody. Um, I do remember there was a program about 20 years ago that I actually successfully applied for as well. It was called the Second uh, Chance Career Strategy at that point. It's now called a Second Chance, I believe, or Second Career, one of the two. Um, but so in positions like somebody that wants to pursue a trade um, with the Green Party platform, we would allow them to pull from the uni universal basic income so that their basic bills were paid. Plus, we'd allow them to have uh, free uh, tuition. So that would mean they'd actually be able to go to school and not be scared about how they're going to pay their rent. And they wouldn't have these huge overbearing OSAP bills to contend with at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. It it, it makes perfect sense because we always, you know, as society, you know, it, it, if, if someone's in a bad position, we always tell people, well, better yourself. There's lots of resources, to, whether it's a mental health problem, ed an educational problem, personal problem, the easy solution, just better yourself. But that's, that's easy to say, but it's hard to act unless you don't have the proper support in place. And finances is a huge one when it comes to education. Oh, totally. And like one of my favorite uh, sayings is, well, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Now, what happens if you don't have bootstraps? Right. Right. It, it's tough to pull on the bootstraps when you're down to, uh, you know, the, 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 the bare minimum. And again, it's, it's hard to, uh, to get by. So, yeah, finances, when it comes to education, they want you to go to school and get these great jobs. But, you know, it's kind of a hard leap. If uh, if you miss the boat on, you know, uh, you know, scholarships and whatnot, it's nice to have the scholarships. But for those who have to pay out of pocket, it, uh, it can be quite a daunting task. 
Oh yeah, and what about his younger students whose uh, parents' income is actually what the OSAP is rated after? Mm -hmm. You know, then you're at a serious disadvantage. And in my experience, what I've seen with other students is, uh, yeah, their parents don't make enough money to, to afford to pay for their school too. No. But there's no help for them. Or heaven forbid, you're in a situation where your parents are divorced, and there's an expectation of the one parent to pay where they they just don't have it. Mm -hmm. so yeah. but that goes back to this thing where the government says we're going to give you this and that with no actual real inclination to do that they're just saying they're going to very interesting very like down to earth uh re relatable issues that the uh the, the the green party puts at the forefront because it's very easy to get consumed with the covid discussion now because that's consumed our world the last year and a half but mm -hmm. around the covid there's still all these other issues and concerns people had that's right uh, uh, before it and they haven't gone away and once again we've talked about a few of them like to me number yeah. one it, it, if you're living in canada you should be able to drink uh clean good glass of water number to me to me that's yeah. first one, that's number one we're very fortunate yeah. in our community we can do that but i really feel for the uh, up north and in indigenous communities where they can't and i've seen some of the pictures where the children are seriously ill um oh, the, the whole community part not just the children the community members are ill and it, it's very sad and just thinking it feels like we're a first world country and we should treat our citizens like we're in a first world country and Oh, yeah. And you always see these, you, you always see, you know, these, you know, the candidates, they always promise every single election. They always say, we're going to bring clean water to the remote uh, indigenous communities. I think you hear it every single election, but it, it never gets done. And again, mm -hmm. you know, they, they start the process, but uh, we, we, we need a, a definite, a definite party who's going to finish the process. Yeah. Get clean water. You know, uh, the, the, the party that uh, wins and actually put, you know, you can turn a tap on, you know, in the, the remotest areas of northern Canada and you see clean water come out. That's that's the party I'm voting for. Yeah. Yeah. And like going back to Attawapiskat, this is one of my favorite examples. Right. They're like, oh, we're going to put clean drinking water up there. And they built a beautiful uh, plant right downstream from the outflow from their uh, wastewater treatment facility. Which doesn't make sense at all. No, because then you're just sucking up the feces. Well, a comment from yeah. Joanne just passed on there. Uh, she she says, you know, poor people are getting sores on their bodies. And again, it's from the bacteria buildup in this water. You know, it, it may look clean, but uh, there's a definite uh, some bacteria that is, uh, you know, very, very bad for one's health. And again, that that has to be rectified. You can't just say, okay, yeah, they've got bad water. Um, you know, let's you, you can't throw it under the rug. These these types of issues need to be you know tackled head on. Absolutely. And getting back to the education piece, like if you actually allowed people the education so that they could understand the science behind that, plus the legislation behind it, you'd actually get somewhere with it. And that's one of the reasons I am so uh, firm that we do need free tuition in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and that's been discussed for many years uh, about the tuition. And did we not have something here, Mark, about a year and a half ago? It might have just been a tuition freeze. But I know that the provincial government, I believe, did something. I, I know like they, they've accelerated programs and they either froze or decreased tuition, but it's never been. The, the payback, uh, I guess, got rid of the, the I want to say, the interest. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know about that, but I do know that they actually put the interest on freeze during COVID because they found that people weren't working. Right. So what are you going to take your SERB and throw that all on your uh, OSAP? Because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And there are, right, there's, there's the provincial part and then there's the federal part too. Right. So part of the problem with the OSAP funding overall is sometimes the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. And then again, you're stuck trying to figure out like, have I paid it all? Haven't I paid it all? Who do I owe money to? How many payments do I have to make in a month? And you mentioned CERB. So when we've, when I talked with employers in Thunder Bay, when we talked with employers in Timmins, they go, every employee, nine out of 10 for sure, it's so hard to hire people right now. We can't find anyone to work. We either have to close on days that we used to be open. We have to shut down early. We used to be open late. Are you hearing the same from employers in Thunder Bay? And the blanket reason we hear here is like CERB. It just, it's CERB. People want to stay home. Is that just, is that the simple answer? And, and what would be your position on helping out the employers get through this? Well, that's one part of the issue. Um, CERB has been a bit of a detriment. And I've seen this actually, I remember reading very well, and this made me mad about, um, somebody who shouldn't have had CERB in the first place actually uh, screaming because they uh, ended up in a telephone scam. And uh, then they were crying that they, they couldn't buy their fancy new house with their CERB money. And it's like, oh, you missed the boat on that one. <laughs> I'm glad that you had the, uh, the help there when you needed help, but mm -hmm. that seems to be a little bit unnecessary. Um, so like, they needed to better target what the CERB was, roll it out better. You saw much the same with uh, when they rolled out the uh, minimum wage, when they increased it across the board so that everybody all of a sudden that was really low wage stayed low wage because as long as you made it up to the $16 an hour, was it? Right. They didn't care about the people yeah. that were already making $16, $17, So now you're comparatively poor and you've been working your job for how long you, you, you put in your time and there was no incentive for you there. Um, CERB was badly managed. It was very, very, very needed, 100%. Um, but then you saw this directive come back where people that were, people weren't given the information that they even needed to apply for the benefit properly. And some people that needed it couldn't access it. People that didn't need it were getting way too much. Mm -hmm. And it was just a matter of, the liberals were able to say we spent more money on another problem. Right. One thing I thought, and I'm probably on the side of the debate where it's it's probably ran its course. But one of the things I, I personally saw is that there were people in legitimate need of income. They had lost their positions. And, and I thought they rolled it out pretty quickly to, to help people. Personally, I was impressed with that. And of course, when you rush something, there's going to be some gaps and there's going to be some fraud. But um, yeah, I I do think the length of time, there's probably a, a decent percentage of people that are on it that can be working. And the problem used to be I can't find a job. Now, now the problem is I got too many job offers. I just don't want any of them. <laughs> and now you can't, you know, you, you can't staff any of the hours. You know, we were at uh, the mall just uh, yesterday. I uh, ran into the ladies at Reitman's and uh, they're only open, normally open, you know, 9 a.m. till close, normal mall hours, but they're only staff 11 to 6 due to the fact that that's the only time that they can be there. No, they, they can't get anybody 
to come on in with a resume and say, you know, I, I'm looking for a job. Do you have any hours? She says, we can't go past six o'clock because obviously they've been there all day from 11 to six. They want to go home and see their families. But, uh, you know, it, it's as easy, you know, people looking for a job, all they have to do is drop off a resume to, uh, I'm going to say easily a handful of stores. And, uh, you know, there is ample work out there, but people, yeah, because of the CERB and, uh, you know, sitting at home, you know, why would you, you know, you, you hear people online say you're getting two grand every two weeks. Why, why would you go and apply somewhere when you're getting that, uh, you know, every, every paycheck? Totally. 100%. So then I have friends that are on disability because, you know, veterans, um, and some of them don't necessarily qualify for, um, the actual veterans affairs benefit for whatever reason. Um, and if you're on ODSP, you can't afford to live in a house with no mortgage because of what you get paid on that particular benefit. So like, I think right across the board, we need to have a serious concerted look at who actually needs help in what ways do they need help? And we have to stop just throwing money at problems without any accountability. Nobody should ever have to worry when they are disabled, legitimately disabled, about living in a house with no mortgage. It, it doesn't get any cheaper than that. Thomas makes a, a, a really good comment. Uh, you know, caregivers are what got hit the hardest. Uh, yeah, especially, especially mothers. mothers. Yeah. Well, well and I'm gonna throw in, and the brothers too, that are sitting at home with their, their kids as well, right. because yeah. Uh, single fathers are every bit as important as single mothers mm -hmm. and stay at home dads are as important as stay at home moms, but he's absolutely correct. And um, they don't get any support. They absolutely get forgotten about. And this is a class where much like when your OSAP is being um, assessed on your parents' income, caregivers at home are often assessed by their spouse or what is deemed to be same as spouse, which can be apparent in some cases. And I think that's kind of crazy, but yeah, just because you're a caregiver doesn't mean you don't actually have value in society. And, and we need to actually take a look at that and make sure that those people in those uh, situations have the same uh, support as everybody else. Yeah. We can see when it comes to, you know, financially supporting people, uh, there is a there is a, a lot of frustrations. There's yeah, you're right. It's just how do you find the right balance to get the money to the people who need it, and then prevent the good majority of the fraud. Yeah. Uh, that's it, it, that can't be an easy task. No, no, not at all. But one of the problems is is you have the uh, federal government farming so many things out to the provinces and saying here you guys deal with that and like there constitutionally there there are things that are deemed to be issues of the province things that are de deemed to be issues of the uh, the country 100 i'm with you i understand the divide um but when you have two levels of government that don't communicate things are going to go just absolutely silly sideways and that's what we're seeing right across the board a lot, of, a, a lot of interesting topics. A lot of interesting topics. Yeah, a lot of... For uh, sure. Team Green is uh, a very, very interesting, a uh, very re refreshing, you know, party to uh, to listen to and a campaign. It's uh, a lot a lot of great points, valid points that need to be addressed. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, again, when, when people vote, when people say they're going to go to the voting poll or they say, you know, I, I don't want to vote, like throwing away votes. 
you know, this is where they need to educate themselves and go to each party and, you know, find out who uh, they're voting for. Unfortunately, we don't have a Green Party here to, uh, to vote for. So we're, uh, we're, we're, we're can, can you still vote? Obviously, in your own writing, if we don't have someone riding for the Green, you, you, you can't fill out a Green ballot, can you? No, you can't. And it doesn't make any sense to not vote. And it makes even less sense to walk in and hand your vote back. And I understand why somebody would. I, I fully do. Um, one of the last comments that um, came up here, it actually said that people need to understand that this is a federal election, not a provincial election, and the line is gray. And this line is getting more and more gray by the moment. And you can see this by the way they're rolling out the vaccine passport. This is one of those issues that is very important. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're sitting on, everybody's got an opinion, right? So yeah. the federal government farmed this out to the provinces to, for what? A passport is something that, that is used for travel and usually it's used for international travel. So with that being said, we know globally they are going to be implementing a vaccine passport for international travel. So why is the federal government putting this back onto the provinces, vilifying people as they're doing it and not taking any responsibility other than here's a bunch of money for you guys to figure it out. Mm -hmm. okay. So carbon tax was a big enough issue to make it a federal issue. How is this not a big enough issue to make it a federal issue? I would suggest it's because the government that we have can't bring people together in a way that we can work together. They're just driving us to a bigger divide. So, and that's the one thing I'm against more than anything. Amanda says, I heard that you just let people know you're voting green and they'll, they'll mark it up some way. Will they? I'm not sure how the, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how the election process works, but, uh, maybe someone can clarify. Mark, that, uh, Mark always rates in Elvis anyway. So did, did you get that one vote there? Kids? <laughs> don't waste your vote this year. That's right. Well, <laughs> and I, I, I'm against, I am fully against spoiling your vote. I, I am. However, sometimes that is what people need in order to understand that there was nobody to vote for in this riding in this election. Because much as you do vote for the prime minister, you don't. You vote for your local representation, and you always have to think of that first. Yeah. All, all great points. Well, it, it, it was really awesome talking with you, Amanda. You're very, yes, a pleasure. You're very educated in all the federal and provincial subjects because it is great. I guess you got to know them all, <laughs> and uh, yes, very passionate. So you know, the, the best of luck to you in the election, and uh, you know we're. we're and once again, you're standing up for what you believe in. You're putting yourself out there. And that's uh, that's awesome in our books, Kinsman. I love it. I love people who are passionate about their line of work, whatever it is. Well, you have to be. And again, you have to have a big, uh, big backbone to be in, uh, you know, in politics. It, it's not for everybody. You have to have a thick skin. And, uh, you know, again, you got to believe what you're saying, which Amanda does. And we wish you all the best, Amanda, and uh, please uh, come back and update us. You know, win or lose in your writing, uh, you're, you're always welcome on Kids and Comp Live to, uh, to address situations in uh, Northern Ontario. Now, wait, before Amanda goes, are, are you going to tell uh, Amanda what I brought you home from Thunder Bay, Kinsman, and you ate a whole bunch of them? What was oh, it? Can I yes. guess? Can I guess? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Are they Persians? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Persians. Well, see, I, I've never been to uh, Thunder Bay to have a Persian. So when he first said that, I thought he was bringing back like a Persian rug or something, you know, something <laughs> like a, you know, or, ornament figure. But no, I had the Persian for the first time 
uh, very tasty. I, I tried to uh, compare it to, you know, an apple fritter. You know, I, I asked someone during that show, I said, is it similar to an apple fritter from like a local Tim Hortons or a donut shop? And they ripped me apart. They said, no, not even close. And again, not even close. Uh, I had the, the strawberry filling, I think it was in the middle. Yeah, very okay. tasty. So if you're ever through Thunder Bay, you know, you, you can get in touch with Amanda. Amanda will hook you up with a, a <laughs> box of Persians. Oh, yeah. And before you let me go, I, I got to tell you this. Um, when I was first new to Thunder Bay, I actually tried to uh, let one of those go because I, it was stale. And my friend was like, what are you doing? You cut that in half. You put it on a frying pan and you fry it. And they're fantastic. That's right. 10, 10, 10, 10 to 20 seconds in the microwave, apparently, it cures all stale donuts. So that's uh, that's that's the microwavable hack there. <laughs> I haven't tried them on the Persian because uh, they, they didn't last too long to get to the day old. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. The, the, the Persian's just as famous as the sleeping giant in Thunder right. Bay. But, uh, well, once again, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, having the. I love this. It was a really good conversation. So thank yeah. you. No, thank Very you. enlightening uh, topic. And again, uh, the Green Party is an exciting party. Again, you, you need to have your eyes, you know, focused on all the parties. You listen to them all. And again, uh, the Green Party, you guys uh, and gals bring great, valid points to the forefront. If you want to uh, stay green, then uh, Team Green is uh, where you're at. Again, if uh, someone wants to follow you and, uh, you know, find out more on Green, can they find you, Amanda, on Facebook? Absolutely. I, I do have a very active Facebook page and I would love to have as much engagement as possible. Good. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Amanda. Folks there. That's awesome. Good luck on the 20th. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Very, um, very passionate about all the subjects, Kinsman. Again, you have to be. Do you wish you were that good at your job as a man does at her? Passionate. I, 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 I think both of you or I are passionate, but probably not for the point. Uh, yeah, right. buddy. Uh, yes, we're passionate always, about we're... giving uh, people a chance to win. Win stuff and All right, promote, uh, promote amazing businesses gonna... who, uh, who help us out here in the city. Well, we have some prizes to give away, but you and I wanted to chat about a couple things here. Let's uh, let's take this one there. The Wake Nationals. Do you know we know someone who watches this show very often, you know, and is is on your case when you slip, Kinsman, uh, a very close <laughs> relative of, of hers is very much involved in this. Yes, Joe, Joanne, who uh, it was out walking listening to tonight's show. Uh, she she wanted us to make a mention to Brooklyn McGinn, and she's going to be hitting the cable at Planet Bayou in Shelburne, which is uh, about seven hours from here south, to compete in Canada's Cable Park Nationals. And uh, we're uh, we're going to wish uh, Brooklyn McGinn all the best as she uh, jumps onto the wakeboard. Apparently, you can't if you were trying to find Brooke all summer. She was down at the the Timmins Wakeboard Park. Okay, Getting yeah. prepared for the Nationals, which uh, is got to be uh, kind of exciting. And uh, she she quotes here on her Facebook page, if you follow Brooklyn, she says, uh, you know, win or lose, she's just going for the experience. That's uh, that's the best, best uh, mentality to have going into any competition. Uh, I saw a certain party sign on my walk today and someone scratched USA on it. Don't tell Kinsman that's vandalism of the signs, right, Kinsman? It is. Uh, you know, there was another vandalized one up on uh, Norman, up a front. Uh, if you drive right in front of uh, Cedar Meadows, there, 
my regular uh, boys' bus route and uh, their uh, daycare route on the day. And yeah, someone spray painted a Charlie Angus sign. Yes, Joanne's very proud and should be. You, you and I, yeah, we, you know, we were invited to go there, and we, uh, we did not go. I, is it too late? No, right? We could still go, right? I think it's still there. They're they're on school hours now. They had to go back to uh, school and studies, but uh, they still are there until uh, I guess the snow flies. So you and I could, uh, you know, strap a wakeboard to our feet and see see how well we are. Maybe we can get a lesson from Brooke before she uh, heads off. She's uh, headed off there in the next couple of weeks to uh, the Nationals. So wishing Brooke again all the best. Follow her on Facebook, Brooklyn McGinn. And again, uh, yeah, only 13 years of age. So uh, she's uh, ripping, ripping up the wake. What were you doing at 13, Kinsman, staring at uh, your uh, Atari? <laughs> My Atari. <laughs> I was Le watching Le Crash. Vision. I was probably out on a golf course somewhere. Yeah, I bet. September is Ovarian Cancer Month. Yes, it is. And I uh, got a message from Carol Girard here in the city uh, just before hopping on to tonight's show. She uh, she wants to uh, get the word out there that September is Ovarian Cancer Month. And coming up on Sunday night, 6 o'clock at the MAC, they're, uh, they're going to uh, be bringing their team from Timmins, which is uh, going to be walking. Uh, the ladies are going to be walking for the very first time. Team Bridget Ensemble is one of the top teams for donations in all of Canada. Uh, the team consists of their team captain, uh, Carol Girard, who uh, reached out to us, uh, who's going to walk alongside Bridget Castingay. So if you know Bridget Castingay, uh, she's uh, the one doing the watch. They, uh, she's encouraging you to make a donation, if you can, by calling the number on the, the ticker tape below, one 413 7970 And again, you can answer, uh, or whoever answers on that end, take your donations that way. And if you want to take part in her walk and uh, join her, again, 6 o'clock Sunday night, and uh, we at Kins and Klomp will uh, wish Bridget all the best. And again, praying for uh, good weather for the walk on uh, Sunday night. We are. Um. Lori Ball wants you to get on this Kins and Klomp merch site, and I do too, Kinsman, to put in some overtime tonight and uh, get these Kins and Klomp leggings going. I agree. They actually Kins have them. Leggings? Yeah, they actually have them. Do, are you the best guy that designed leggings? I, I, I think we need a different perspective. No, Hat, hats and hoodies is, is my, my department. That's about it. I seen Joanne uh, when I was driving back to South End. She was walking down past the uh, college with her Kins and Klomp sweater on. Yes. Nice yeah. to see a lot of the newer hoodies out there, the newer merch that we have up on our site, which you can find on our Facebook page. Link is there. And again, uh, the Cancer Can Suck It hoodies uh, going right back to uh, my boy's oldest sister, Sierra. She's battling, uh, she's battling a form of cancer, a salivary gland tumor. And was recently diagnosed. And again, the proceeds from the Cancer Can Suck It hoodies, again, on our merch site, which is on our Facebook page, uh, proceeds from that hoodie going to uh, Sierra's fight. And uh, yeah. uh, that uh, helps her mom and uh, Sierra make the trips, which uh, they're headed back to Toronto and, uh, you know, for more testing and eventually the surgery, which will take place at Sick Kids. The Timmins Rock return to the ice tomorrow. It's an exhibition game. Uh, no fans allowed for the exhibition game. Yeah, no fans. 
but they will be allowed for the home opener. Well, there, there's going to be one fan there Friday, though. Someone's uh, getting an exception. Who, who is it? Do I know right. him? Right. Yes. Uh, I, I've been invited back and uh, hired back on as the uh, public address announcer for the Timmins Rock. Ted Gooch and I would go back many moons. Uh, I was doing it uh, back when they were the Abitibi Eskimos and uh, did some announcing up there at the, the Igloo. Uh, in the the Just Jordan Arena, now back in uh, Timmins. Now I do believe this is the, my I want to say my sixth year, five years uh, being the PA announcer. But anyhow, looking forward to it. Of course, with COVID, uh, didn't do any of the PA last year, so it's nice to uh, get uh, the nod to uh, come back. And again, tomorrow night's game is at seven o'clock. They're going to take on the Hearst Lumberjacks, and uh, we want you to uh, to get there when stands are going to be filled with fans, as they say, pack the Mac. We've got tickets uh, available for uh, next Friday's game just by being a, a, a commenter. Just comment in the thread right now, and uh, we'll be doing the draws shortly. That's uh, two tickets available for the season home opener next Friday night at seven o'clock. Yeah, and Mike's a big uh, rock fan, so we'll, he'll be he'll be at all the games. Yeah, Mike Blick actually tried calling during the show. On my, yeah. always tries calling there. I, I, you know, the next time he calls, we'll uh, we'll we'll put him on speakerphone. Yes, we should. I know he'll he he always attends all the rock games. That yeah, is awesome. He's, he's probably one of the biggest fans outside of Nick Gelada, who's uh, the team ambassador for the Timmins Rock. Those two uh, those two gentlemen. If uh, if you're ever having a bad day, you uh, you live vicariously through Nick and Mike, uh, two two biggest uh, biggest hearts of gold that you'll ever run into at the Mac, and of course biggest uh, Timmins Rock fans out there. So Caps turning 100 and and they got their, you know, Capascasing's Got Talent contest. Yep. They're down to the final 10 finalists, Kinsman. Now, do you think if you lived in Capascasing's, you would have made it to the top 10 or you would have been one of those, you know, American Idol silly auditions that people just post the laugh at? Finalists? Uh, or, or I, I don't know if I would make the top 10, but anyhow, the top 10 Capascasing uh, residents are ready for uh, the Cap 100 rendezvous weekend where uh, the 10 finalists if you go to the cap uh the cap escasing on a cap escasing facebook page uh, all 10 entrants are still there you can uh, find out who's going to be performing and again uh they've got uh, some fun you know weather permitting uh it's uh, obviously uh, going to be under a tent so even if it does rain uh, you've got uh, the 10 finalists hitting the stage in the tent outside the civic center and again, that happens all uh, weekend. They've got uh, cap 100 events all this week. So uh, lots of fun. And a uh, shout out to our viewers up in Kapuskasing. Or for the, the newcomers of the city, they call it Kapuskasing. Okay. <laughs> heard that a few times there. I almost spit my coffee out when they said that. They said, uh, I said, where, where, where are you going? Kapuskasing. What, what, what are you talking about? I said, Kapuskasing? Oh, that's yeah. right. Kapuskasing. Right. Close. <laughs> I guess it's close enough. The That's NGA right. tournament is coming up here in Timmins yeah. where you're going to see some of the best for their age golfers across Canada. And uh, you, we've said it on a couple shows. They're looking for volunteers. And to me, you, you want to, you're looking for something to do for a weekend, something different, get out of the house, get outdoors, be part yeah. of something really special and fun. Hey, volunteer. Volunteer and, you know, having Golf Canada on your resume, I'm just saying that is a great volunteer opportunity if you're looking for volunteer hours again the tournament is thursday friday saturday and sunday the week of september 16th through 19th so that's next week uh they're looking for sign carriers walking scorers uh, registration team uh, members uh, player transportation team if you've got your license uh, 
you know, transferring the players to and from their hotels to the course, the on-course team, and they're also looking for caddies. How cool would it be to caddy for, you know, one of these junior golfers shooting a 65 or lower? And uh, talking to uh, the tournament chair, Owen Rigg, uh, who's uh, the one uh, accepting your emails, by the way, for these positions, uh, says uh, the course record is in jeopardy with these players. Uh, he, he was saying a couple of these players will probably be shooting low 60s, like 62, 61. Could there be a 59 shot at the Hollander next week, which is uh, kind of exciting. And again, it's governed by Golf Canada. The top wigs uh, are going to be up earlier next week playing the course. Yeah, and uh, one of the top wigs, uh, top uh, I guess the big wigs. She uh, she's the head of the RBC Canadian Open on the PGA Tour. So pretty cool stuff. Um, your buddy Mason had too much school. He's passed out on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't blame Mason. A lot a lot a lot a lot of pictures of kids back to school, getting back into their routines. Yeah. And again, we uh, we salute Mason. He's uh, he's a yes, big yes. supporter of our show. So when he wakes up, that's yes. the benefit of our show. You can watch it uh, at any time. Obviously, if you miss it in real time. But I should say here, uh, Owen's email, if you're looking for one of those positions, is Owen underscore rig at hotmail.com or just contact the Hollinger Golf Course. Ask, uh, ask Julie there and uh, she'll uh, she'll patch you through to Owen. What, what what was your email in high school? Was it like big sexy with two X's, uh, 1973 at uh, gmail.com? No, I had, uh, believe it or not, I had rocket mail. Anybody else have rocket mail? This was back in the ICQ days. It was mkinsman at rocketmail.com, where uh, at one point rocket mail deleted itself and turned into Yahoo. So if you, if you've ever had the the pain of losing, you know, things you've had, you know, important files, one day rocket mail just said, okay, we're done now. Uh, sorry. You just lost seven years of your life. So I, <laughs> I lost uh, some vital, vital info there from my, uh, my younger days. Yeah. Did you just see the house fly? It just flew by me. Um, no kinsman. No, like uh, I went to a rocket. What are you talking about? Rocket mail. I don't yeah, even know. Rocket mail. Mkinsman at rocketmail.com. That was my that was my email address back at Loyalist College. Yeah. Back in 1997. It was uh the, the step up from the 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 teletype. <laughs> you know, that's uh back yeah. in the ancient days. 97. Hard to believe that uh, it was that long ago. Shout out to all the parents, to everyone, really. Pandemic isn't normal nor easy. Yes. Sure is. Uh, good uh, good words there from Chris. Thanks so much for the comment. Oh, wow. Blockbuster guys giving everyone his uh, email address. There it is. If you want to uh, email the Blockbuster guy. Well, he said he had nerds rule at uh, maybe needs a bug zapper. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the fly. Timmons drawn the fly. Yeah, my hoodie. And, uh, my hoodie my, my own there. merch hasn't even arrived yet. And uh, I'm going to put in a complaint to you. Who do I complain to? You, Kinsman? Like, where's That's my right. Got to complain to, uh, to to either Kins or Klomp. So who, uh, <laughs> who, who gets it? Mark Kinsman, you are dating yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's he, right. he is dating himself. Yeah. Uh, I saw the fly. I thought it was seeing things. Yes, th this fly yeah. is flying around uh, everywhere. And uh, oh, now he's giving his legit. <laughs> there it is. Well, if you want to send there him a hello. Well, why not? Uh, again, a very interesting guy. We saw him at the uh, the mini pot uh, tournament yeah. of fun. Back yeah, with Don Marcoux there at the uh, Hollander mini pot. Great, uh, great guy. And if you you think his profile's great, he uh, he dresses up wearing. The yeah, he's awesome. 
Yeah, we love Ronnie. Okay, well, you want to give away some of these prizes? So we got three. So yes. let's not three, three prizes to uh, give away. And again, we got uh, we have a new software. You ready again, for number one? It looks a little bit more exciting than that blue dot, but uh, that's yeah. what we're, uh, we're okay. looking at here. So this so, is for what are we drawing here for? You pick, Kinsman. I'm hitting the button. Okay, this is uh, let's do thirty dollars to the Mountjoy Farmers Market. Yeah, right. we farmed a fork box. There it is, pal. Oh, okay. look, my son's in there. He's not winning. I'll skip him. Who's it going? Clop live. We can't win either. <laughs> no, no. Hey, oh. Amanda Roy. All right. You write that down, Kinsman. Yeah, Amanda Roy is off to, uh, she's got the $30. All right. What's Number two, let's, uh, let's, uh, oh, let's give man. away the rock tickets. All right. Oh. This is for the Timmins Rock next Friday. The McIntyre Arena, the first time setting foot in as a fan since last March of uh, 2020. It was March 11th, uh, the night uh, it was the night after the first playoff game. That was the last time I've been in the McIntyre Arena for All a hockey right. game. All right, Kinsman, it's not about you; it's about the winner. You ready? Let's uh, let's, uh, let's award two tickets. Yeah. Two rock tickets for next Friday, correct? Yeah, next what Friday night, it's a, it's a 7 o'clock game time. And again, I'll put you in touch with Ted Gooch. He'll, uh, he'll get you in touch with uh, those tickets. There we go. Chelsea Stewart. Chelsea Stewart. There we go. She's off to The Rock. Again, right. Chelsea, we'll reach out to you. We're going to reach out to Amanda Roy and uh, get you in touch with uh, your prize. And last but not least, who wants to go to the movies and sit in the uh, the luxury recliners from Imagine Cinema 6? Are you ready? Thanks to Gina Faka and uh, Colin. Tune it into the show. They provided two uh, movie passes. So let's uh, find out who's going. All right, Kinsman. It's going to say Kins and Clomp live. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if we win, you uh, you buy me popcorn, okay? That's, uh, that's how that works. This is uh, Imagine Cinemas. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. It always pauses on one before, and I think they're going to be the winner, and then it skips, right? Is it Latticer? I want to say Latticer, Ladoucier. I think it's Latticer. Ashley Latticer. Nonetheless, we're going to call her Ashley the winner. She's uh, off to Imagine Cinemas. So, again, Ashley, we're going to message you after this show. I'm going to get your email and a phone number and a contact, and we'll, uh, we'll put you in touch with Gina and Colin over at Imagine Cinemas, and they'll be off to the movies where they now feature – Caramel corn, if you haven't been. There we go, Kinsman. So you, you you feel good that you were cheap tonight. Three prizes. That's right. Well, yeah, I gotta keep, I, you know, now I've raised the bar. I gotta I gotta keep going with more yeah, prizes 20, 20, for, for Sunday's show. So that's uh, that's what's gonna happen. Fuck <laughs> 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 it. Monique tried almost. Sometimes I feel like that too. Okay, it, it's okay. <laughs> I, I say right. it's, he almost it, won. Oh, it's the Rocket Mail. Yes, it, it is the Rocket Mail. <laughs> yeah, it was ro ro Rocket Mail. Yeah, type in Rocket Mail, and uh, it, it turned to Yahoo, and then Yahoo Mail, and then uh, then from Yahoo, I I went over to Gmail. There's I Colin right there. There's the man right. giving away the passes. Colin won uh, a couple nights ago. He won the $50 restaurant, the multi-restaurant uh, gift pack, yeah, gift yeah, card. So he, uh, he was yeah, excited yeah. to win that. Blockbuster guy says, uh, all uh, I'll get is uh, the door prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, um, yeah. I want to see Candyman. Actually, I heard that the reviews are great, and I love the Candyman franchise. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Can, can can you beat the original though? Yeah, I think uh, from the reviews, say they did a real good job there. Uh, maybe I wonder if Colin gets to watch all these movies. You know, as the manager, if I was the manager there, I'd be going in early, playing on everything. You know, the popcorn. <laughs> but see, or, but see, you say that. As you know, when you're working there, it's a little bit different. I used to say that when I, I used to work for a golf course way back, uh, it was uh, Glenn Cedars Golf Club just outside of Pickering. Mm -hmm. And when I got the job, they said, you have a free membership. You can play anytime you want. When I was done working that day, I, I never felt like picking up a golf club. I, I didn't even touch the golf clubs after, you know, mowing the, you know, doing the greens and the fairways, raking the traps, tilling the traps with, uh, you know, the, you know, the RVs and painting fence posts and the, the 150 stakes. Mm -hmm. I was long gone when it was time to punch out the clock there. So I don't know, maybe call, maybe Colin gets sick of the movies, uh, you know, obviously loves them, but, uh, you know, he's probably seen them a ton of times. All right, there. I bet you he, watching movies is a lot more relaxing than playing around a golf after work. Especially in the luxury recliners. And again, all the theaters have the luxury recliners. So, yes, um, Ashley Latticer is on her way to the movies. Chelsea Stewart's off to the Rock game next Friday. And Amanda Roy is going shopping at the farmer's market on Saturday, 9 to noon, where we should uh, say that uh, there's going to be a couple sheep down there uh ba baba and stella stella and baba the sheep and uh, also schmidt's honey farm i should say uh, you know for amanda down there and anybody they're going to be extracting honey from the honeycomb so if you've never seen that process before it's going to be quite uh, neat at schmidt's honey farm and their vendor booth uh, on a saturday yeah uh, oh my god my son's really gonna love the sheep Yes, I agree. And you, you when we're there, Kinsman, you're always oh. on the sheep, on the trucks. You're, I, I can't get you to work. You're with, you're That's on. Right. Well, my, my, my little guys know there's uh, two sheep going to be down there. And again, Baba, and if you see the, the colors of the sheep, is uh, the black sheep. So there's oh. be two, two sheep down at the Mountjoy Farmer's Market. So you were right. right. He, he, Colin doesn't watch as much as he used to. He, he's there too much. So what do you he's know? There too much. He, he's enjoying time. That's why, you know, we gave him a, he, well, he had the chance to win a, it was the $50 uh, restaurant gift card. We, we, we kind of steered him away from the theater. <laughs> Mason is going to laugh his butt off. He loves the sheep. Yeah. Uh, the Again, sheep. another, another great uh, feature for the Mountjoy farmer's market. You know, Rock We Sell is uh, trying to, uh, you know, make it more adventurous for little ones when they come on down there. And again, he's done quite the job. He's had musicians down there. Kelsey Ides, Kelsidoscope, before she moved to Toronto, played down there. Uh, you know, sheep, they've had uh, goats, they've had, uh, you name it, ducks, tractors, lots of fun. All right, Kinsman, before we go, make a promise to the audience that you won't waste your vote and vote Elvis this coming election. Are you going right. to vote Elvis? Yes or no? I'm not voting Elvis. I don't believe you.